0: Welcome to Flicks. My name's Daniel Swan. This is episode 76, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Blade Runner, Ridley Scott's 1982 sci fi classic. You can file this under films I probably should have already seen as a science fiction nerd, but uh, I've seen it now, right? So you can get off my back. mum. Oscar Pistorius. South African legless wonder slash possible murderer runs on blades. He is the Blade Runner. This film, 1982's Ridley Scott directed Blade Runner, has nothing to do with him. And interestingly also has nothing to do with any other kind of Blade Running. I mean, they say in the beginning that it's like, oh, these detectives are called Blade Runners. Why? Why?
1: I agree with you. It's very unclear.
0: It's just stupid. I mean, in reality, it's that was the name of a book that Ridley Scott had bought the rights to. Not the story of the book, but just the name Blade Runner. Oh, I
1: assume Blade Runner was the name of them in the book, but then no,
0: no, it's not. No, that's a creation of the of the film, and it's a cool name, sure, but
1: what what does it mean? It's not even referenced or mentioned, is
0: it? It's only in that first little text thing, of like here's. I mean, they're not going to say it all in the film, but just so you know, this is why it's called Blade Runner. Mm. All right, now enjoy the film. So. Tiffany B. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. What's um what's Blade Runner about?
1: It's about Um It's set in the future. Mm-hmm. 2019.
0: The dim, the dim and distant future of
1: 2019. Um and it's it's Uh, about Harrison Ford, who is a Blade Runner.
0: A Blade Runner.
1: Which really is like some kind of retired cop bounty hunter type of thing.
0: Well, he is a retired Blade Runner. Okay. The Blade Runner-ness isn't about being retired.
1: Yeah, I know. That's I I didn't say that. I said he's kind of like a retired cop Blade Runner.
0: You said witches.
1: Why do not you? Why didn't you? You say okay. You 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 give a little summary.
0: Sure. Um, so Blade Runner is set in the future, two years into the future, twenty nineteen, um, uh, where androids have been created, and are so dangerous that they have then been outlawed. It's illegal to have androids, um, and so a special kind of brand of detective or policeman or whatever Um, called Blade Runners has uh, been set up in order to find them and, quote, retire them, which just means shooting them in the head. Kill them. Murdering them. Um Yeah, and so uh, Harrison Ford is a retired Blade Runner who is kind of threatened out of retirement, I suppose. Vaguely threatened. Unclear. That he has to come. Unclear. (laughs) um, To come back to being a Blade Runner because a group of androids have, um, or replicants, have come to Earth from an off-world colony where they were used for slave labor. hmm So he has to hunt
1: them down so and he's, yet, yeah. like, prevent them
0: from... Find them, kill them. Chaos ensues. As ever. As ever. Um, so, uh, Tiffany B., if you were pitching this film to a producer, what would your producer's pitch be?
1: Um... I found this really hard, but I would say it is like Fifth Element.
0: Okay.
1: Meets RoboCop.
0: Interesting. So. Explain yourself.
1: So I think both of them, all of them are kind of like sci-fi copy type things. Yeah. Where there's some kind of central male who is in charge of solving some kind of problem Mm -hmm. um uh, and i think fifth element has that very kind of it's very similar in its like environment i think yes it's a bit more futuristic and it pays a lot more a bit um, more attention to that
0: a bit brighter as well yeah
1: but it's got similarities in terms of the environment and the future and flying cars and Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and then a person you know Bruce Willis or Harrison Ford being like this kind of heroic, yeah, no nonsense, yeah, cop type character mm-hmm. um who you know the the plot revolves around, yeah, and then Robocop more because um again, kind of futuristic mm-hmm. um thinking about robots and how they kind of could be integrated into society
0: nice, um.
1: Yeah, and that one is a bit more, like, flipped around. Because, obviously, in this one, it's, like...
0: Robots are bad. Yeah. And RoboCop... Robots can be good.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: As is demonstrated by the titular character, RoboCop. Exactly. Nice. What about yours? Uh, Mine was... uh, I went with Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yes. um, Because it has a very similar... Heavily influenced, I think, by Blade Runner, mm. by the general kind of uh, cyberpunk type aesthetic mm-hmm. um, that it has like gigantic billboards and, you yeah. know, uh, lots of, uh, yeah, vaguely kind of East Asian um Iconography all over the place, and
1: I kept on forgetting actually that it was set in LA. Yeah, because it was. I almost felt like it was like in Hong Kong or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and again, you've got the kind of very similar themes of like, hey, if you're a robot, what does it mean to be a human? Yeah. What does you know all that kind of stuff? Um, and uh, meets. And this is a bit of a controversial one. Mm-hmm. Gone baby gone.
1: Wow.
0: Because um it's a detective. It's kind of asking questions of people trying to locate a missing person or missing people. Yeah. Um not like amazing at it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and every everything seems a bit dirty. <laughs> it was why wow. what drew me to That's
1: that. Wow, a very strange choice i would thank say thank you
0: i mean realistically it, it should have been one of those old kind of you know hard-boiled detective mm. type movies but i haven't seen any of them really I, would, I haven't seen a film with you know kind of with a you know a noir film where a detective's got a fedora and a you know coming yeah. hunting down some swell dame who's got a dangerous look in her eye but a Killer pair of pins, um, or something. I don't know, like I say, I haven't seen it, I'm just making, it all, up. I'm making it all up, yeah. Um, yeah, because it did seem very, very influenced by that kind of it's. I mean, because so we what so the whole thing with Blade Runner is that there's three different versions of the film there's the theatrical release that was heavily edited by the studio, heavily kind of influenced and changed by the studio. Uh, there's uh, the director's cut, which was released in the early '90s, based on notes from Ridley Scott to try and get it closer to what his original vision was, and then in two thousand and seven, which is the version that we watched, the final cut, which is the only one that was entirely overseen by Ridley Scott.
1: Oh, I thought we saw the second one.
0: No, we saw the we saw the the kind of the proper one. I think, well, as as per the you know. Mm. Um, I believe it was at least oh uh, um, okay and in the in the original theatrical release there was a lot of uh, voiceover from Deckard which would fit good. in very well with the kind of noir ah uh, see I chased this dame down to the I mean um, that's not a Harrison Ford impression um, not a very good one good. at least um, but uh, yeah so that kind of thing which kind of ties in more with that um yeah would you recommend this?
1: Yes. Cool. Um Would
0: you? I th- I think so. It's it's one of those it's one of those weird ones where my without wanting to give too much away for the spoiler build hmm. spoilerific section my opinion of my regard for the film differs wildly from the the kind of uh i suppose i don't know the accepted um the popular opinion yeah the popular opinion um and so it's like would i recommend it probably because the law of averages says most people really like it mm. um but if it was me recommending it to myself well if it was me recommending it to myself i would say yes because you know It's Blade Runner and it's a very famous film and it's, Mm. you know, I'm a big fan of science fiction films and this is often held uh, in very high regard. Indeed, uh, in Time Out's list of the 100 best science fiction films of all time, it's number two. Um, In uh, Ranker, it is number six, the best science fiction film of all time. Um, IGN ranked it as the top science fiction film of all time. New Scientist, best science fiction film of all time. Uh, The Guardian Scientist's top uh, science fiction film of all time. And Empire Magazine in a 2014 poll uh, ranked it as the 11th greatest film of all time. Wow. So it's uh, held in very high esteem, yes. uh, Which says that you'll probably love it. Um, but me personally, I, I, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of it personally speaking. Okay. Um, I think it has some very strong visuals, but story wise is a little bit,
1: Hmm.
0: that's where I'm at. Well. Would you like to expand on your.
1: One-word answer at all? No, I just... No. (laughs) (laughs) I just think, obviously, there's more to discuss, but um, I would recommend it mainly because it is so famous and it is, like, you know, very well regarded, like Mm -hmm. you said. And so, I don't know, when when films or, or anything kind of popular culture or any kind of culture has that kind of following... I think it's like...
0: You owe it to yourself to have an opinion.
1: Yeah. Like, see what the fuss is about. And, Mm. you know, maybe you're missing out on something that you absolutely love. A lot of Um,
0: people do.
1: And maybe not. But, yeah, I just think that it kind of falls under one of those ones of, like, you should watch it. Yeah. Like I say, decide for yourself. Because I didn't hate it enough to be like, oh, my God, don't waste your time.
0: It's not a bad film at
1: all. exactly. So... That's that's why I would recommend it. If you nice. haven't seen it, I'd say see it. Yeah. And, and, you know, see what you think of it.
0: And when you do see it, listen to the rest of this podcast and find out more details of what we think. Oh. That is our spoiler-free review of Blade Runner, colon, the final cut. Colon? Colon. Uh, join us uh, after the jingle. For our spoilerific thoughts. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy. If you listen any further. Without watching the movie. It's spoilers! You've joined us after the jingle. Well done. It was the smart decision. Unless of course you haven't seen the film. And you don't want it spoiled. Because we're going to be spoiling... The F beans out of it. Um, using, as ever, on Flicks our patented five-point rating system. We should be making five points about the film, and then whether those points are positive or negative, uh, that will inform our rating out of five for the film. Five being pretty, Fantastic. pretty flawless. Four being very good. Three being good. Two being... Eh, one being bad and zero being you, why are you wasting my time with this? Why are you why are you wasting my time? Have we
1: ever had a zero?
0: The only zero um, that uh, I have uh, given is for yoga hoses. <laughs> yes. By Kevin Smith. That was. It
1: deserves a zero. That
0: was. It felt insulting.
1: Yeah, that was ang- I was angry. About yeah. It.
0: Anyway. Um, but we're not talking about, about yoga for hosts. another day. Yeah. We are talking about bloody Runner. Um, am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't think so. No, no I don't think so. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, Tiffany B. Give us a point, will ya? Um, give
1: you? Give us a point to a happily, little man. Happily. Um, my first point is a positive.
0: Oh. And
1: it is about, I think we've touched on this briefly, But um, I think what the film does very well, and I think why it is so well regarded in large part is um, the environment and the world that it creates and the visual kind of the attention to detail that that the visual aesthetic of that world has has been given. Um, And so, yeah, I think it, and especially, I think it's something like you said, Ghost in a Shell, which I haven't seen, lens from it, and I think it has parallels with Fifth Element and other films. Like I just think maybe it, like it's something I've seen a lot of. Yeah. Now, but I think I get the impression from reading around that that was quite new. Yeah. This and is original. The
0: kind of the originator of that yeah. kind of look.
1: Yeah, and it is very effective because when you think about it, it doesn't. You know, aside from that beginning. Um What would you call that?
0: Text crawl. Yeah.
1: Okay, that sounds official. Thank you. Aside from the uh, beginning, text crawl, <laughs> there is um, there isn't a lot of information given about the world no. and why it is the way it is, no. or what it, what it, how it is or you mm-hmm. know whatever. Um, and so I think it does a very good job of showing and not telling mm-hmm. in that sense, like. You can see that it's incredibly busy and overcrowded. You can see that it's dark and dismal. It's like, it feels like polluted. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like grim, a bit grimy. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels very small. Like his his place feels very small and dark. Everything's dark. Um, Like incredibly dark. Mm. Almost to a fault because a couple of times I was like, I can't see what's going on here.
0: Yeah, I feel like... I can't, aside from when he's in what's-its office
1: Mm.
0: and he's talking to Rachel for the first time and giving her the test, I can't remember seeing the sun at all. No,
1: it's very, very dark. Yeah, Um, But all of that, I think, serves to create, very effectively create this kind of quite grim, dark, um, kind of soulless world, which I think is the point. Yeah. Yeah. That this, you know, and then it kind of raises other questions about humanity, I guess, generally. But yeah, so I think visually it it sets up a world, it sets up um, a kind of environment, uh, a society Mm -hmm. very effectively without talking too much or too obviously about, oh, we don't have this anymore. And, you know, you, you mentioned from looking at spoilers and stuff that um in the book it talks about like the fact that there aren't animals and yeah i feel like it had a few nods to things like that without just being like oh there are no animals anymore remember when there used to be animals or you know something a little bit kind of um too direct and Mm. whatever so yeah i really liked that i really liked that you got very strong feeling of the environment without being heavy-handed yeah um and i think like i say that that is it's it holds up pretty well i think time wise yeah, and I think that's probably why people really like it, and I have to agree that it's a very good point
0: yeah yeah world building is is the first point that I made as well. I think it's definitely the the strongest thing for the film usually yeah. um it yeah it 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 feels very rich, it feels very real yeah. Um which is great, it has that kind of slightly older science fiction feel to it where it's 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 very much an eighties version of the future, but it's not kind of ridiculous, yeah, it all feels kind of yeah yeah that that like possible, yeah, um, yeah, like I say it's all very dirty that there's a lot of stuff like that yeah how kind of prevalent kind of asian influences in this city um yeah various other you know bits and pieces that like you say just aren't mentioned in yeah, in the way explained. that they wouldn't be yeah if you were just watching a film about you yeah. know today yeah. it wouldn't be like well it was great when we invented cars wasn't it oh yeah. it's fantastic look at these airplanes in the sky And you just kind of left to try and work it out for yourself or just accept it and this just is just let it
1: like wash over you absolutely type of thing. yeah
0: absolutely um, and I think that's a really, um, I mean, it makes sense because Ridley Scott came from the world of um, music videos, which are obviously all about the look. And yeah. it's all about just creating these images Yeah. M- even more so than like telling a story. It's just about, wow, look at this. Doesn't this look cool? And I think you can definitely see that influence yeah. in this. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think like you say, People love, people love science fiction for creating these worlds yeah. that are different from our own. And the more fully you can realise that world, the more people will latch onto it. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's that's a a big thing that will kind of grasp a lot of people, um, and bring them into the world of the film. And and yeah, and, and like you say, it's very impressive for a film that was made in 1982 hmm. or released in 1982. The the special effect, I mean, there's some bits that you can kind of, yeah, you can see, see they're working. Yeah. But there's no parts that really kind of stand out as like, Oh, that's very shonky now. That's It yeah. kind of looks all a bit wobbly.
1: Mm.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would wholeheartedly agree with you, Tiffany, mm. a fantastic point. Very Thank well you. made.
1: What's your next point?
0: Uh, my next point is a negative, unfortunately. And it, Uh, possibly bounces off something that you uh, mentioned about it being very dark. Okay. Um, uh, When... And this is something that you uh, found to your cost when we watched uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, yeah. Uh, If your film is almost exclusively set at night... Yes. ...you've got to be aware, I think, that um, it's, you know, visually for the audience... It's harder to really kind of stay engaged with um, or even
1: or even stay, stay awake, awake.
0: Um, because we uh, tried to watch this film once before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not ideal circumstances. It was when we were on holiday in your parents' villa and uh, villa, your parents apartment in Portugal. Yes. Watched on a very small television from across the room.
1: Was quite a
0: bad quality with DVD. Quite a bad quality. Oh no, no, it wasn't a bad quality DVD. It was a no? proper DVD. Oh okay. Um, yeah, because it was one that we brought. It wasn't mine for your dad's one. Oh okay. Um, and we were lying on the sofa and watching it, and maybe had a couple of drinks. Maybe we were on holiday. It. Regardless, we fell, fell asleep. asleep. Yeah. Um, and then we watched it again today, and. At points, I mean, we were lying down again on the sofa, which is possibly not the best idea. But there were a couple of bits where I was kind of nodding.
1: Yeah.
0: A little bit of nodding. And and I don't think I ever went fully under. Um, Did I? Yeah. Did I?
1: Yeah. Shit.
0: When did I go under? Like
1: two minutes, I would say. Okay, so that's
0: not too bad then.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it happened.
0: And Let's not try and deny
1: it, Dan. <laughs> oh, I don't think that I ever... No, you did.
0: <laughs> and it was in those two minutes that the most important story beats were covered.
1: So what's your point? Is so my point you is... To sleep.
0: <laughs> no, my point is, is that for a film that is very dark and gloomy, uh, it doesn't do itself any favours by having a glacially slow pace. I think it's very, very slow as a film in terms of how it develops, in terms of the things that happen, in terms of it's all, you know, I just thought there are several points. I was like, come on, let's get really? going. Yeah. That's
1: interesting, because I normally find that a big problem, but I didn't, I can't say I noticed that. Yeah. No. no?
0: No. Well, I, yeah, I, I just found it very slow. Interesting.
1: Um, okay. And
0: I feel like, yeah, the kind of story developed in a, kind of slow not particularly interesting way um and i you know i feel like it needed a bit more whiz bang
1: well for okay. me fair
0: personally there okay it, there it is i'm not gonna apologize it don't ask me to
1: I, I would never ask you to apologize for <laughs> falling asleep i do it regularly <laughs> and i will continue to do so. um okay blaze
0: a strong trail <laughs> of falling asleep in films long into the future
1: um, I have another positive.
0: Well done.
1: So I, I quite liked um, the replicants generally. Sure. I liked the people who played them, and the, yes, you know, I think that. Uh, the way that they were set up and like the fact that yeah, they just had that kind of glint in their eyes mm-hmm. that was setting them apart, which I thought was very subtle, mm-hmm. but also very clear. Yeah. Um, which is very hard to like walk that line. Um But yeah, I like I liked them generally. They were kind of um they kind of had a lot of like vulnerability to them as well. And I think to some extent, like what i liked about them was you could argue that they were the victims yeah right and and so i liked that they kind of had a story that was a little bit more um i guess three dimensional than just they're robots and they're rebelling and we must shut yeah. them down you know mm. um so i liked i liked that um I think I think I would have liked it a bit more if their stories had been a bit more fleshed out and it had been a bit clearer. Like, it mm. seems like, you know, they're just trying to extend their life and whatever. Um, and I don't know, there was something very sad about that in some ways. Mm. But I, I thought, I liked the way that they were dancing that line of kind of, they were pretty much the bad guys, really. Um, but there were but parts they- where it was like, Confu- you know it wasn't it wasn't just black and white,
0: yeah, because they didn't really t- like why are they illegal
1: at the beginning thing what the did text it say? Call said something about one of them had, like there was an incident it, they had rebelled and like killed a load of people or something I think
0: right, okay. and
1: I think the inference is that they're rebelling to try and get you know extend their lives,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: that they're developing like personalities and um
0: emotions yeah because then obviously there's the like the exotic dancer one mm, yeah. that ends up getting killed and you kind of feel like i don't know like if she's earning a living yeah like you say they're not really the bad guys like she's not no. trying to kill anyone like obviously yeah she's just Rooker like, howard kills the guy yeah in a gross way and then kills the other guy but like The guy at the beginning's just got a job at a thing and she's just working as a thing. Yeah. It's like, what's the... Yeah, it's
1: only until the blonde guy comes along that he seems a lot more kind of rooted in a a bit more of a malicious intent. Mm. But ultimately he's still, you know, at the end, he has that funny speech. Mm. And it does just seem a little bit like a Frankenstein's monster type of thing. Yeah. Of like, I am what you made me. Yeah. And... Do you know what I mean? And you're to blame mm. to some extent. So I just think there's some I think I liked that there was um there were levels of of the way you think about them. And it wasn't just super straightforward, good and bad yeah. guys, because that can be a little bit bland, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Um and so I liked that they gave them time. And I did think that all of them were very well acted and very kind of intriguing. Mm. Um yeah, so I thought that they were quite a good part of it. And they weren't, they didn't have any kind of silly things. You know, like sometimes they do like, oh, I'm just going to plug myself in. Or, oh, look, <laughs> if you scratch me, I'm silver. Or, you yeah. know, like I bleed like wires or, yeah, it's, <laughs> or something it silly. It seemed just seemed
0: like um, that they were like not like not really robots like and not yeah it's not really true what well what i would describe as androids yeah they were just because there's like the guy who uh lopan but that's not his name who's making their eyes yeah and so it's like they're they're just like regular humans but they're just synthetic yeah versions of that as opposed to like robots or whatever which i yeah which i thought was quite interesting a slightly different way of doing it to than uh what you normally see
1: yeah 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 so I like that that it was a bit more like there was more more dimension to those characters yeah which you don't always see
0: yeah maybe a bit of a shame that the two women were both either prostitutes or dressed like prostitutes
1: well yes we'll get on to this this kind of point later
0: oh really oh um my next point is a negative
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, building on from what you're saying because I, yeah, I do think it was good that um, they yeah were kind of three dimensional in terms of you know what they were doing and why they were doing it but I feel like um, uh Rutger Hauer's death at the end was I don't know I think when you when you kind of make somebody so. I mean, it wasn't kind of sympathetic, but it it felt very um, anticlimactic. Yeah, he ending. kind
1: of just dies.
0: Yeah, and like I I I felt like when I was watching it and it was kind of going along and blah blah blah, and I I, and because obviously I you know, was aware of Blade Runner's being oh my god like Blade Runner's the best oh my god you gotta watch Blade Runner. And so I was expecting it to, like, right, so it seems like it's this kind of detective thing where he's got to find these people. Mm. But then I bet at the end, like, there's something that kind of twists it all up and it's like, yeah. oh, my God, this makes it amazing. And it didn't. Yeah. There was nothing that really kind of, like, the whole bit at the end with Rutger Howard kind of chasing him seemed really weird. I didn't really know what was going on. Rutger yeah. Howell was saying things but not really making any sense. yeah and it felt all a bit, like, yeah, very confusing. I wasn't really sure what what was happening. And then he saves him at the end, which I like. But then I I feel like that's almost, that's a story point, like, and not wanted to get too kind of Sid Field about it and three-act structure about it, but I kind of feel like that's that's a point, that's a plot point that's, like, at the end of Act Two. Hmm. And so then Harrison Ford's like, maybe they're not all bad. Yeah. And then that spurs on the change for act three.
1: Yeah.
0: Whereas as it was, it was like, oh, and then that's the end of the film. Yeah. So for me, it was, yeah, it ended very much with a a whimper Mm. as opposed to a bang.
1: Yeah. Well, I had that point as well as a negative, but I actually expanded it to be. I actually
0: explained it a lot better. No,
1: I expanded it. To be more just generally focused on the holes in the storyline. Sure. Um, of which I think there were many.
0: It was a Swiss cheese motherfucker.
1: Yeah. Um, and I agree with you at the end. I think I think it was about that kind of nuance of like, are they good and are they not? And giving them a voice and he has mm-hmm. that kind of, yeah, he talks. A he had, like, a little kind of, yeah, monologue at the end type of thing.
0: All my memories will fade like tears in rain.
1: Yeah, that kind of thing. And and I thought that was good. But, I yeah, I was confused, like, mm. a lot of the time. And I, I just think it was a little bit, like... I think maybe that ending would have been better had I been clearer up until that point. Yeah. About what people were doing and why they were doing it. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't really, I, I guess we, we infer or we figure out that they're there to, like, expand their lives. But you don't, yeah, you don't get a good idea of why they're there. Not yeah. really. Um, You don't get a good idea of, of like, to your point earlier, why Harrison Ford is doing this. There's a vague yeah. threat. Yeah. Like, oh, can you help us? No. Well, you're going to, because otherwise, you know. You have well, you have. I mean, to. That,
0: that's the extent of it. Yeah, like, we well, have to because I mean, you know. Don't yeah,
1: you? and he sounds, well, he's like, "Oh, okay, well, I guess I know. so then, and then that's and that. the
0: audience are like, but we don't know. We're yeah. the only ones that really need to know.
1: Yeah, and he, and you're not clear on uh, why he retired in the first place. Mm. You assume that he was good at his job because the guy wants him, but you know, there's a lot of like areas where you're yeah. like, "What?" And then the biggest one was the the photo thing. Yeah, like I straight over my head. I don't. I had no. There was obviously a link between the photo and the stripper woman. Yeah, but I don't know what that was. Yeah, um, and it just felt. Yeah, there were a lot of times where I was like, "What are you doing? And why are you doing it?" Yeah, like, um, even that guy, the Sebastian guy. Mm. What's his? What's his deal? like he he works with it's a big Tyrell. corporation guy but he is like ill himself or something yeah
0: so he's got a disease that means like, that his his life will be cut it's like a degenerative disease so
1: he feels like relates to the kinship. robots yeah. in some way I got that, but I don't know what he was doing. Like, what's he... So he's trying to do some regenerative genetic thing to help. I don't know. Anyway, there were a lot of things that I just thought, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I feel like that sometimes... That does sometimes happen in, like, detective stories or, you know... I don't know, like... Yeah, you do feel like you're kind of being carried along. And you don't... Like, I've... I mean, it's not a detective story, but I often felt like that in House of Cards. Yeah. When we used to watch that, where it's like, oh, we need to do this thing. And I don't really understand what I kind of why? get the basics just, of why, yeah. but I really don't understand. Like, I'm enjoying watching it to a degree. Yeah. But I don't re- like if somebody paused it and said, "Right, what's going on?" Yeah. I'd be fucking lost. Yeah. I wouldn't know what was going on. Um, yeah, and you you do kind of get that sometimes. I think in detective things where it's like, "Oh, and then they found this clue, and then they're onto the strip club." You yeah. know, like, so what? Whoa, whoa, yeah. How does this link to her? And what's going on with the thing? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that photo thing was. I mean, aside from having delicious. 80s future tech. Yeah. Which is just one of my favourite things in the world. Um, yeah, it just didn't really...
1: Had a... Yeah. There was... Uh, yeah, some serious holes for me. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: What else did you have?
0: Um, I'm going to go with a negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is uh, a negative that is often in films. hmm And it's a shame that it was in this film as well. hmm Because the ending of the film, to mm-hmm. a degree is based around um, uh, Deckard's love for Rachel. Yes. Because he wants, you know, he'd be very sad if his partner went and killed her.
1: His partner?
0: The guy with the bow tie and the origami. Oh, yes. He's like, oh, it's a shame she won't live, but then again, who does? And he's like, oh, bloody hell, he's just going to go to my apartment and shoot my... Robot wife, Hmm. but then he leaves the thing outside to say, Hey, I could have done, Hmm. but I didn't Hmm. go on, you crazy kids. You do what you know, you go on the run or whatever. But it's like, when did they fall in love? They've Um, known each other for like a day,
1: not even, not even.
0: And she, like, I mean, A, she's a robot, but like, she's a pretty kind of emotionless it's not like it's this kind of wild passionate love Mm. affair neither of them are like Mm. you know these kind of romeo and juliet style oh my god we're so in love this is craziest love at first sight he's you know harrison ford he's not you know whatever and she's hey i'm here as my cigarette and i'm you know funny haircut
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's a very tenuous love story.
0: Like it's a sex story. Like yeah. I'll buy that. I'll, I'll go with them to that point. That's fair well,
1: enough. is it a sex story or is it a rape story? Because you may have fallen asleep a little bit here. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just the part that's maybe a little bit. There
1: was that bit where there, she's like, he kisses her, and she gets up and goes, and then he like. Pins her, like throws her, pretty much against like the wall, really? and then says, "Tell me, like something or I." There were a few words that I didn't quite hear, and then he's like, "Tell me to kiss you. Tell me you want me to kiss you." And then she's all like timid and weird about it, and then she's like, "Okay, kiss me." And then he's like, "Tell me you want me or whatever." And it was all very like he basically. Mm. She was like, "No, I don't want this." And then he just grabbed her and like forced himself on her. It was grim.
0: That's not cool. Harrison.
1: And then he was like, "Oh yeah, tell me you want this." And like, I don't really get what we were saying there. It's like, "Oh, cuz she's a robot, she doesn't know what she wants or what, yeah. I don't know." Or like, he can just read between the lines or I didn't really feel like there's a good reason. Well, for... It all
0: sounds like pretty... yeah. <laughs> like the kind of excuses he would give in court.
1: Yeah, exactly and honestly yeah.
0: she didn't really understand what she wanted yeah
1: and so then it's like oh and now she's in love with him is she after that delightful was, sex scene it like, was
0: that friggin line of where when he goes back to the apartment and he like right at the end and he like pulls the cover of, of her yeah. thinking that she's going to be dead and she's alive and he's like, "Do you love me?" Yeah. I was
1: like, well, that's the thing. It's no, like the thing doesn't. of like, tell me you love me. Tell me you want me <laughs> to put my hands on you. Tell me to kiss you. And it was all. It was very uncomfortable. And then, like, but then she is in love with him in a kind of, uh, I don't know what victim way. I don't know. I found that all very awkward and uncomfortable and it's gross. It's the
0: what the Stockholm syndrome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was very
0: like that. It's like Harrison Ford is the king of robot Stockholm syndrome.
1: Because what possible reason could she have to fall in love with him? And to be honest, vice versa. Yeah. There was nothing. No. Um, I guess there was probably more in the book. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was one of my negatives, sorry, not to hijack yours, but was just... That that scene as a as an overall is yeah. like it is a rape scene unless mm. like I've missed something really integral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like to your point earlier, generally women are presented as whores. Yeah. Or victims. Yeah. And, I mean,
0: it's a bit tiring, isn't it? I mean, it's just all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. Prevalent. Yeah. Like, oh great! Here we go again. Yeah.
1: What's she gonna be—a stripper, a uh, a prostitute? or are we going to watch I get raped <laughs>
0: because <laughs> those are the options and Thumbs especially up. when it's like like obviously at the end rooker Howe's in his pants for some reason decides to strip his clothes off and jump around so you're like okay so fair enough maybe androids just you know yeah cuz they like they, okay they don't their have body. their shame thing yeah but then the other guy the guy from the beginning is like a unattractive yeah. and b just like dresses like a bin man
1: yeah
0: So it's like, well, where's the...